Tonight's poll is asking which state is worse, California or Oregon. And I just want to show you this picture of my favorite lighthouse in the world. This is, I believe it's called Hesita Head and it's over in Oregon. I'm not sure exactly where, but I've always been captivated by this picture. It really reminds me of Iceland and it makes me so sad that the whole West Coast is so destroyed by all these ridiculous liberal policies. It's just such a soothing imagery. I don't know if you guys ever played there was a game that was set in the Pacific Northwest. Oh gosh, I forget what it's called, but it was something like, it's something about a butterfly effect and where you make all these different decisions. It's a girl, so she's in high school and you follow her, she makes different choices and you can kind of track what difference her choices make on the world around her. It was a really interesting game. I think I watched PewDiePie play it and it was a lot of fun, um, but I was just captivated too by the setting there. It's very surreal. And I think that Twilight is also set up there. A lot of stories are set in the Pacific Northwest because it's beautiful. It's like dreamy. It's kind of surreal. And it's really, really, like I said, way too bad. And we're going to talk about Oregon. The reason I asked this, this poll, is because what's going on in Portland is really just honestly not surprising, but very, very distressing, especially for the people who have to live there. So we will cover that for sure. Thank you all so much for joining me as I typically start off by saying, make sure you smash the like button, share, subscribe, etc., etc. Dip and Dot are both counting on you. I'm just kidding. They're fine. They're doing their own thing. They don't know if you liked or didn't like the video, but they will appreciate you tuning in because that enables me to buy them little treats. This is my treat fund. This is what I use to make sure that they get little snacky poos and make sure that Dot has something to chew on other than my shoes. So thank you guys for financing us with that. This is my first article today. This is like our pregame article that we like to cover kind of off topic. Why leading scientists want to ban the food colorant in bacon. Nitrites, which give the meat its distinctive pink color, have been linked to higher risks of bowel cancer and diabetes. So this is actually something they recommend everyone stay away from. Nitrites and nitrates. You can find meats that don't have them in them. You just have to look for them because this is just something that they naturally add. And there are lots of things like this in American foods that don't make sense to add. Um, I think brominated vegetable oil is another one of those things. It's actually found in Mountain Dew of all places because I believe it protects the citrus flavoring. Very strange, disgusting if you think about it, that vegetable oil is in your soda at all. Um, but also some of the food colorings that we have in the U.S. are also outlawed in the EU. Um, and honestly, I think it's probably for the best that they're outlawed because these things actually cause real world harm. And I saw a meme, some tweet the other day that was talking about how it's funny how you'll be looking at the news and it'll be like, oh, this thing you enjoyed since you were like six? Yeah, it's going to kill you in like 10 years. Very, very disturbing stuff. So a really practical way you can make sure that you're kind of avoiding at least this one particular thing is to look for lunch meats, bacon and ham and stuff like that. That does that does say nitrite and nitrate free. All right, you guys. So today's first story, this is so exciting. I love when this happens, was results changing quickly on Twitter. So I'll show what I mean. I went to Google this and this was the first result that popped up. It looks like the results are changing quickly. If this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for reliable sources to public informa publish information. Check the source. Are they trusted on this topic? Come back later. Other sources might have more information on this topic in a few hours or days. The topic at hand is Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioning the letter that dismissed the lab leak theory. So that's our first story. I just thought it was really effing funny. That's my adjective of the day is effing. I said, oh, wow, the results are changing quickly. That's so crazy. How can I stay safe from disinformation, Google? Trusted sources and come back after you get the rhetoric in line? Thank you so much. That's exactly what it feels like. In fact, let's see if they're still doing that now. I said, Dr. Fauci commissioned. Yes. Okay. Let's get some more tips from Google. Evaluate info you find with Google. There's a lot of info online. Well, really? Whoa. 
Stop the presses. And it can be difficult to evaluate what you find. You can use these tips to learn more about content you find online. Thank you, Google. Learn more about a source. When you find info online, you can use Google to learn more about a source. Make sure you're using Google though, that's a trusted source. Some things you might consider. What the source is. Whether it's knowledgeable about the topic. Why it's sharing that info. Use these tips to learn more about how to evaluate a source. Learn what others say about the source. Oh, interesting. As you search for info, check the source of results you're unfamiliar with or want to learn more about. You can use this about the result or do a dash site search. Okay, so to be fair, Boolean searching is really interesting. You can subtract or add different like ways of searching. It's really cool. You guys should look it up for sure. B-O-O-L-E-A-N, Boolean search strategies. Features like about this result can help you evaluate what high quality online encyclopedias say about a source. Oh, like Wikipedia, which is so unbelievably biased that it does nothing but lie about a lot of my friends, actually. Hmm, interesting. You might not always find a lot of results when you do a search from a source. This could mean a source is new, not well known, or hasn't had much written about it. Search for the author. Yes, you don't know if this person is a wrong thinker who has said wrong speak in the past. You better make sure. Thank you so much, Google. I am eternally grateful. I hope you are all as enriched as I was. Let's read the actual story and make up our minds for ourselves because we're effing adults. Oh, hello, Miranda. Miranda's wonderful. New emails show Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned a scientific paper in February 2020 to disprove the Wuhan lab leak theory. New emails uncovered by House Republicans probing the COVID-19 pandemic revealed the deceptive nature of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Wow, who knew he was deceptive? Certainly not me. They show he prompted or commissioned and had final approval on a scientific paper written specifically in February 2020 to disprove the theory that the virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Eight weeks later, Fauci stood at a White House press conference alongside President Trump and cited that paper as evidence that the lab leak theory was implausible while pretending it had nothing to do with him and he did not know the authors. This is exactly who we thought Anthony Fauci was, and I personally am feeling exceedingly vindicated because all during the pandemic, I was told that I was wrong. I was a conspiracy theorist. I was an accelerationist, and I was just generally distrusting of people who knew better than I did. And there was a lot of credentialism that came into play here because I don't have a college degree. I completed some community college in preparation for either nursing or surgical tech work, and I did not complete that degree because my interest is more in journalism, it's in cultural commentary. I find that stuff fascinating, even though I still do find science really interesting as well. But people were telling me, you don't know enough, you're not well enough educated, and I said, listen... I have enough common sense and I am a good enough judge of character to know when something's wrong. I can tell when a public figure is being shady, even when other people can't. I legit can do that. And I've been right in the past. I really do trust my intuition. I don't know what it is about feminine intuition. I know you guys are probably familiar with this concept, but it's really, really helped ke helped keep women safe and help them choose good mates who would be fathers for their children. I really think that's the evolutionary impetus for intuition like we do have now. There was a study recently, he told reporters on April 17th, 2020, when asked if the virus could have come from a Chinese lab, where a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences in bats as they evolved and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now. It's totally consistent with a jump of species from an animal to a human. So the paper will be available. I don't have the authors right now. I don't know the authors right off the top of my head, but we can make it available to you if you want it. We've got it. If you are really looking for it, I just can't think of the authors right offhand. Oh, right. That's because you commissioned it because it was part of your agenda. Good work, dude. Good effing work. I told you that's the adjective of the night. All right, so here's the memorandum from Congress to select subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic members. 
On February 1st, 2020, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Francis Collins, and at least 11 other scientists convened a conference call to discuss COVID-19. It was on this conference call that Drs. Fauci and Collins were first warned that COVID-19 might have leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China, and further may have been intentionally genetically manipulated. Only three days later, on February 4th, 2020, four participants of the conference call authored a paper entitled The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2, Proximal Origin, and sent a draft to Drs. Fauci and Collins. Prior to final publication in Nature Medicine, the paper was sent to Dr. Fauci for editing and approval. On April 16th, 2020, slightly more than two months after the original conference call, Dr. Collins emailed Dr. Fauci expressing dismay that Proximal Origin, which they saw prior to publication and were given the opportunity to edit, did not squash the lab leak hypothesis and asked if the NIH could do more to put down the lab leak hypothesis. So this is really starting to look like a conspiracy, isn't it? Isn't that interesting? It's like they were actually actively conspiring against the American people to keep them in the dark because they knew that what they were doing was wrong. Fascinating. Another thing I got called a lot. Oh, somebody says life is strange. That was the video game I was thinking of that was set in the Pacific Northwest. Thank you, Sir Ranko. <clears throat> yeah, so a lot of people liked to call me a conspiracy theorist, and I really couldn't say I wasn't. I just didn't have a good feeling about this. And look at that. I was right. Tonight, Dr. Fauci is a really good dude and super awesome at scientist, according to new report commissioned by Dr. Fauci. That's basically exactly what this report said. Thank you, Andy, for summarizing that way, summarizing it in that manner. You guys go over and follow him and retweet that for him. He is great about getting the tweets up to, to uh, show before the show. All right, you guys, let's see what you all are thinking. Yes, Life is Strange. That was a good and interesting video game. I enjoyed it. Andy says, Oregon Trail. I personally think that California is worse than Oregon, just partly because of the way they handle water and the way they handle fires and pretty much everything they touch turns to human debris. Put it that way because it's a family-friendly show. Username 142 says, Red 40 and Yellow 6, I think, are banned in the EU. I try to make sure they're not in my kids' snacks. Yes. These are the food colorings that at least the red food coloring can actually make ADHD worse. But as we read the other day too, making sure that your kids have enough sleep and enough exercise can really help them combat ADHD as well. So keeping this food coloring out of their snacks, keeping them exercised and well rested and obviously ideally well fed will give them a real fighting chance against ADHD. Everybody smile says smile everybody. Thank you so much. He voted Oregon, but they both suck. That's true. They both do. Oregon, I think, is much less populated than the central part of California. They're both very pretty in different ways, though. So driving along the coast in California is considered one of the more beautiful drives in the U.S. Lori says Google sucks. Stuart says Google full of alphabet soup. Indeed. Andy says Google dorks. Yeah, alphabet's great. Unhighly Schnipes says howdy from Tucson. Sorry I'm late. I live in Eagle Point. I lived in Eagle Point or from 99 to 04. That's where I graduated high school and joined the army out of. I retired in 2012. The place was a wreck, so I moved to Tucson. Wow. Interesting. GOS85 says Lydia Grasses. I'm not sure what that's in relation to. If you're questioning me about my glasses, today I'm wearing my contacts because glasses tend to fog up and they're a style statement that I don't always want to make. Whisper says, hi there. Hello, how's it going? Stuart Walker says, hi, good stuff. All right, everybody, here we go. We are going to talk about the next story. I found this one really interesting. I don't know if you guys remember, but the SPLC came up recently and I told you guys that they are off the chain crazy and you didn't believe me and I know you didn't. So I'm going to prove it to you tonight. Here we go. SPLC lawyer arrested in Atlanta Molotov cocktail riot facing terrorism charges. Okay, so do you guys remember the SPLC? So this is where we talked about them most recently. FBI cites Southern Poverty Poverty Law Center in report on radical traditionalist Catholic ideology. The SPLC, just to reiterate, 
whose lawyer was just arrested for domestic terrorism, and I want that to really sink in, they are the organization that the FBI is using to reference their materials on radical traditional Catholicism. Yes, really, you cannot make this stuff up. So let's read this. A staff attorney at the Southern Poverty Law Center, a left-leaning, that's generous, civil rights group notorious for branding mainstream conservative and Christian nonprofits hate groups, was arrested Sunday on terrorism charges. Wow, who would you call the hate group here? Woth police, with police saying he took part in a violent riot where agitators threw rocks, Molotov cocktails, and fireworks at police at a training center near Atlanta. Or uh, According to DeKalb County Jail Records, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation on Sunday arrested Thomas Webb Jurgens, describing him as a six-foot male with brown hair and brown eyes. Jurgens faces one charge of domestic terrorism. That's crazy. What do you do when the people who are giving you information about domestic terrorism have a domestic terrorist on their law team? That's such a great question. I would love for the FBI to answer that question, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be great if they were actually held accountable for what they did in regards to Catholic traditionalists? Hmm, Yeah. Remember when Merrick Garland most recently was brought up in front of a some kind of a hearing, not a hearing, but it was like a panel. So he was asked the question, how many people do you have in the Catholic church? And he did not say none. He said, I don't know. Saying I don't know is not the same as saying we don't have any. Don't like that response. I am intrigued to see what happens with the Catholic church. I do honestly have to say, I think that we should probably push to meet with one another in our own homes because that's still something we can do, even though that's starting to feel a little bit like China. Um, I do think that it would kind of prevent the feds from getting in, although you never know who's a fed. Tom Jurgens, Staff Attorney, Southern Poverty Law Center. Interesting. University of Georgia School of Law. Fascinating. Jurgens appears as a member in good standing on the website of the State Bar of Georgia. Wow, they went through and found all his records. Look at this. Here he is on the state law board. And it gives you his email address, tomjurgens at spl.center.org. That is the SPLC. Good stuff. Great work over there, guys. Love the fact that you hire terrorists for your law team as you advise the FBI on checks notes. Terrorism. Good stuff. On March 5th, 2023, a group of violent agitators used the cover of peaceful protests of the proposed Atlantic Public Safety Training Center to conduct a coordinated attack on construction equipment and police officers, Atlanta police reported Sunday. They changed into black clothing and entered the construction area and began to throw large rocks, bricks, Molotov cocktails, and fireworks at police officers. Protesters engaged in cop city demonstrations, claiming that the new training center would propagate militarized policing and harm the environment. According to police, the agitators destroyed multiple pieces of construction equipment by fire and vandalism. Do you guys remember when the lawyers in New York City threw a Molotov cocktail at police cars? They ended up in court for it. Former lawyer who threw a Molotov cocktail at an NYPD cop car during a police brutality protest has been sentenced to 15 months in prison. That wasn't long enough. It turns out, apparently, that going to law school can actually radicalize people. Isn't that interesting? Um, I've been arguing with people for a while now about higher education and I don't know, man, it really seems like people go in normal and nice. Let's see if we can find college and after pictures. I don't know if you guys have seen these college before and after pictures, but it's like a girl who goes in and she's super nice and sweet. And then in like three or four years, she's a blue haired radical feminist and she just looks miserable. And I really don't know what to say other than something's wrong. Feminist. 
something is wrong with our higher education system. And it's really, really sad to watch happen in real time. But I can't find that picture I was hoping for. But oh well, here we go. March 5th, yesterday was my birthday. I'm very sorry this happened on your birthday, Stuart. But to, to be fair, terrible things are happening all the time. Andy Leiterman, Seamus was always asking me how to obtain certain chemicals. Hmm, interesting. He might have been a fed. No, I'm just kidding. We love Seamus. He wasn't a fed. Keenan, Internet Explorer, what is my purpose? Me. You download Chrome. Chrome is a huge hog of RAM. I don't favor Chrome, but I have to use it for some of my other work. So here we go. Hear me out, says Andy, make NYC and LA prison colonies. That is a very interesting idea. We can make like that entire chunk of California, basically America's Australia. I think that'd be great. There you go. Botany Bay, but American. Cool beans. All right, you guys, speaking of the West Coast, unfortunately, Walmart will close its final, its final two. It only had two left, two locations in Portland will be closed and lay off 600 workers after record-breaking thefts in Democrat-led city. I feel like this is a stunning indictment of the Democrat leadership, but do you guys think that Portland is ever going to elect someone who's not a Democrat? I don't either. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. What do you guys think would have to happen for a city like Portland to not elect a Democrat? I'm asking seriously, would it have to be like some kind of huge terrorist explosion? Would it have to be murder rates to increase like 10,000 times? Um, would it have to be um, shootings to increase like 800 times? What could convince people there that Democrat leadership is not the way to go? Is there anything? I'm not really convinced, but Walmart going away is going to hurt everyone. Not only is it going to make things more expensive to get a hold of, it means that 600 people, which is not an insubstantial number, have just lost their jobs, and that's going to hurt the local economy in Portland. Walmart has announced it will permanently close all of its locations in Portland, months after CEO Doug McMillan warned of a historic rise of theft in its stores. The city is in the midst of a homeless crisis that has confounded city officials. Oh, goodness, what could we do to fix this? The city's uh, rising crime and homeless camps have pushed out businesses and residents. A lot of people have been talking about how they're just leaving Portland because there's no way they can run a business there, and I completely empathize. That's a horrible situation to be in. You start a business in Portland. Everything seems okay. It's like 15 years ago. You're just doing your thing. Business is pretty, pretty good. Then the homeless start coming in and you expect the leadership to do something about it, but nothing happens. They start building camps. They start having the summer of love. They have Chaz and Chop or whatever else it was. And then it just goes downhill from there and no one ever fixes anything. And soon people are constantly breaking the front windows of your store, which was once in a prime location in like downtown Portland. And you're screwed. You don't know what to do. You can't keep paying to fix this. Your insurance is your insurance premium is going to be rising, I'm sure, based on where you are. I'm sure that it's incredibly expensive to insure any business in downtown Portland, as it probably should be. It just makes sense to me. You're going to be paying a lot of money to repair all of the damage done by homeless people or Antifa rioters. And this kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier about what was going on in Port uh, Atlanta, where that riot took place, where they arrested the SPLC lawyer. The mass exodus has been carried out by owners fed up with the Portland's sad state and official subsequent failure to quell both crises. What are both crises? Okay, so we got crime and we got homelessness. Yeah, okay. That's too bad. I feel bad. Portland really is beautiful. All right, here we go. Portland's business exodus. Top firms flee the crown jewel of the West. Walmart, Daimler Trucks North America, Daimler Chrysler, Nike, Airbnb, Banana Republic, they said Banna, but I'm going to assume they mean Banana Republic. Microsoft, Saucebox, I have no idea what that is. Sounds like a food delivery service. Google, U.S. Postal Service is leaving Portland, and we're going to look that up next because I did not notice that until just now. Umqua Bank and Salt and Straw. I'm not familiar with Salt and Straw, but banks and the U.S. Postal Service are leaving Portland. That's blowing my mind. How are people in Portland supposed to get their mail if the USPS isn't working there anymore? 
Don't get me wrong. I understand why they would choose not to do that, but that's crazy to me. Like I didn't realize that was possible to happen. USPS stops delivering to Portland. Let's see if this is the case. We shall research more together. All right, that's 2018. One's the most recent. Okay, so Portland area postal workers were rallying for more pay and better conditions. Mail delivery woes continue in Maine. That's the wrong side of the U.S. Let's see if there's anything in news. USPS. Let's refine our search here. Portland postal carriers needed in bends. They need port. Uh, they need extreme delays plague mail delivery during busiest week of the year. Yeah, it was in December. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. Interesting. I'm wondering where the Daily Mail is getting that from because that's a crazy thing to think about. Think about mail just not being delivered in a city in the in the city where you live. Like. What are you supposed to do with that? Where are you supposed to go to get your mail? I feel like getting mail is kind of like a right to some extent. Like it's kind of a given that you're going to be able to get mail. Like that's how they deliver summons to you. That's how they get you um, jury duty. That's how they get you your debt collection attempts and all sorts of stuff. This is literally how they serve you court orders. But apparently that's not a thing anymore. Only a handful of others are within 10 miles of the city's central center, which has been overrun with hundreds of homeless encampments rife with tents and open drug use. The city's woes have gotten so pronounced that local leaders, after failing to solve the livability issues for the better part of three years, are sharing strategies to appease fed-up businesses and residents as the unrest threatens to spill over into bordering counties where public opinion is generally more conservative. Ooh, that's a dangerous place to be, guys. You can only be so radical for so long before the surrounding area starts to be like, something is wrong with you and we're going to leave if you don't get your act together. After we decide to move forward, our focus is on our associates and their transition, which is the case here. The Walmart spokesperson assured KPTV in his statement of the roughly 600 staffers spread between the two stores, as well as its pharmacies, who will need to be displaced. Wow, that's crazy. People did get their medicine from Walmart, which is a really tough place to be. Andy knows reporting Walmart has announced it will permanently close all its locations in Portland. Nearly 600 will lose jobs. Closures follow the consequences of the 2020 BLM Antifa riots that helped justify and normalize urban criminality and retail theft. I think that's a very big component here was the summer of love kind of made it normal for everybody to just break in and take whatever they wanted, which turns out to be a really big problem. Fox 12 Oregon spoke with Portland Walmart shoppers devastated that its stores will shut down. They must now go to more expensive grocery stores or drive further. So you're either going to pay in tax uh, and gas or you're going to pay extra when you get to the checkout. That's just the way it's going to be now because Oregon could not get their acts together enough to make sure that there was little enough crime for Walmart to continue functioning. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Walmart, but Walmart is not fancy. Okay. Walmart is where everybody goes. It's the bare basic minimum. You go there in your pajama pants and your flip flops to find a bag of flour when you're trying to make something on a Saturday at midnight. Okay. So we're not talking super fancy, but the prices are low because 99.99% of that stuff. Okay. Let's be honest. A hundred percent, hundred percent of that stuff comes from China, but it makes it more affordable for Americans. And honestly, as Americans are facing down an incredibly difficult Biden economy, and we're only halfway through, guys, so grit your teeth and hang in there, getting rid of a Walmart is really going to hurt the poorest people who live in Oregon the most. So I hope that the people who claim, and the people in Portland who claim to be on the side of the oppressed minorities and the poor, poor people in their city recognize what they've done here because the only thing they're doing is hurting the poor people and the disadvantaged, for sure. The people who don't maybe have reliable cars, the people who live in the city so that they can walk to work, now have to go to Target or to a more expensive grocery store instead of Walmart because of their horrible policies. So let me see if I can find this horrible lady from 
Oh, no, that's Seattle. Never mind. I was going to say, Kishwama Sawant is like actually a communist. Some of the people at Portland, in Portland are as well, but not in this instance. Uh, uh, I can't read this. Guacamole Man says, Oregon is Antifa boot camp. Yes. That's part of the reason I was asking which state is worse, Oregon or California, because California is bad. And it's like generalized terribleness in like fire management, water management, all that stuff. Oregon's like concentrated horrible, like actual communists who are trying to run a city and who are running it into the ground and into a dystopia so bad that all the normal people are leaving and the only people who are going to live there soon are people who are doing drugs, people who are homeless and actual criminals. So. I'm just saying this is the communist utopia they were looking for. GOS85 says the Daily Mail is disinfo. That is incorrect, sir. Sir, I always vet from several different sources, and the Daily Mail tends to rope it together all in one place, but you are welcome to find other sources for yourself as well. The USPS hub probably is a distribution center. Yes, that makes sense. So if it's like a main post office, maybe in the middle of probably downtown Portland, it would make sense that they were moving out of there. St. Miles says Portland will return to the Pony Express. Possibly so. Wake up Waverly. And why would a person take a chance on opening a small business after the box store leaves to have it robbed and burned? But those writers really cared about the after effect, what the after effects would be. Of course they don't. Gino Fast says, Andy, he replaced the American flag with the Irish flag on the studio wall. That's right. Seamus looking more and more suspicious. I'm just saying. And he says they will never admit that Walmart's super low prices are incredibly good for poor people. Of course they are. You pay less for food. It's good for you if you make less money. As someone who formerly made $17,000 a year, me, that's me. I'm talking about myself. I was a nurse aide for the first 10 years of my career. I did not make hardly anything, and Walmart was always there for me. You could always go and you could stock up. Obviously, this was before Bidenflation, but you could get a great deal of food. You could get stuff probably for the month for about 300 bucks for one person at Walmart. And you didn't have to buy in bulk like you do at Costco, and you had a wide variety of products from a bunch of different you know, companies and everything. It's just a really good um, compromise between affordability and choices. Keenan says college students are woke. Uh, AI both say only what is required to not be deleted. Good point. Kanye Ron says getting indoctrinated at a university is like getting hooked on meth. Yes, I think it is. Username 142 says third wave feminism is what happened to those college girls. Yeah, it's really horrifying. JS says, I was born in Portland in the 60s. How has it changed? I'm very curious for someone who lived there or who was aware of what was going on there in the 70s, 80s, 90s. You must be really sad about the condition it's in now. Like, it it makes me sad and I have no personal connection to it. I just know that, you know, the West Coast is beautiful. Portland's really nice. People there seem to be genuinely kind and caring, but... They've really fallen a long way, which is just soul crushing. Paul Sem says, hi, Lydia. Hello, Paul. How's it going? How is it going? And Geo insists the DM is 99% fiction. Again, you are welcome to double check everything I tell you here. In fact, I encourage you to. I recommend you do so very strongly. I would go so far as commit to command you to do so because that is what people who have Critical thinking do, for sure. Speaking of the West Coast, California moves to force Hollywood to get even more woke under a new law. Let's read about this law. Those productions are eligible to receive an additional 4% tax credit if they make or make a good faith effort to meet their diversity goals. Oh, good news. Hollywood is going to get even worse. Good to know. Good to know. On February 28th, California Governor Gavin Newsom's office submitted the budget for their 2023 to 2024 film tax credit, a program designed to incentivize Hollywood productions to stay in the Golden State, and the new proposal included mandates that increase, quote, workplace diversity. There it is, because of course they do, because this is California, which is hell. According to the report, productions receiving credits under this program are required to set ethnic, racial, and gender diversity goals and to develop a plan to achieve those diversity goals. 
Those productions are eligible to receive an additional 4% tax credit if they meet or make a good faith effort to meet their goals. Okay, so I gotta be honest, I really hate Hollywood and I'm really not sorry this is happening to them. Um, as far as I'm concerned, they're just getting as woke as they can, as fast as they can, and this is just making the slippery slope a little bit more slippery, just greasing it up a little bit, and I'm not shocked, unfortunately, but this is just... The entire western half of the U.S. at this point is, like, completely lost. I say that, but that's not entirely true because there are a lot of red states over there. There's uh, Utah, Nevada, which are some of the most conservative states in the U.S. I think that Utah has like a 1% alcoholism rate because there's such a heavy religious component there with the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints, which is the Mormons. There is not a lot of alcohol use there, which is good, I think. I think that this broadly makes people more healthy. Mormons also do not use any form of caffeine, which has always been so interesting to me. And they're very, very good at business. Um, but there's also Colorado, which used to be red and is now pretty much straight up blue, was super purple for a while. But like everybody always notices, these states are blue because of the cities. And believe it or not, this is also the case with California. There are a lot of conservatives that live in California. They just don't really tend to live in the big blue cities. They live out away from everything. They're a little more rural. They're often farmers. In fact, you know what? Let me look this up too. Californians trapped under snow. So there were Californians trapped under snow. California buried in snow as trapped... Californians. Oh, you're going to make me try to get rid of that. Okay. Dramatic photo show aftermath of historic fall, storm, snowfall, winter storms are blanketing California. This is crazy. So California is not prepared for this kind of thing. In an aerial view, a home is seen covered in snow on March 3rd, 2023 in Twin Bridges, California. A wave of storms caused havoc across much of the nation in recent, day, recent days and completely buried parts of California more accustomed to warmth than sun. As the nation braces for another winter storm on the heels of a system with, which contributed to 13 deaths in the nor south and northeast, some residents in the mountains east of Los Angeles will likely remain trapped in their homes for at least another week. Search crews have rescued several Californians stranded in the state's mountain communities. Do you guys remember when Ted Cruz left Texas during an ice storm? Um, he went to Cancun. Cancun. You remember how he got roasted for that? Let's look at where Newsom was during the snowstorm. Do, 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 do. Gavin Newsom left California on personal travel during devastating winter storms. Now, who has more of a feasible personal connection to the people of their state? A senator or the governor? I personally think the governor has much more say in what can be done to help residents of a state. And I'm not necessarily trying to excuse Ted Cruz. It was extremely tone deaf, the timing at least. But Te uh, we know that Gavin Newsom loves him some French laundry, if you guys recall, at the peak of the pandemic when no one was allowed to leave their homes. He was partying it up with his pals at a super fancy restaurant called the French Laundry. It's just right in line with like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez going to Florida at the peak of the pandemic because people were free in Florida and she was allowed to have a mini vacation. Meanwhile, demanding more and more lockdowns for other people because that was in line with her authoritarian views. This doesn't surprise me. Obviously, like I was saying earlier, I feel like the western half of the U.S. is completely falling apart. I've been waiting for the San Andreas Fault to just break off and put like that part of California off into the ocean. Just let it go in peace. But that still hasn't happened. We can dream, but I don't think it's ever going to happen at this point, at least not within the next like few million years. So unfortunate, but true. California will remain with us as long as we can bear it, unfortunately. Andrew Leiterman says, PublicSquare.com is based in California. They are based indeed. They are based in California, which is very interesting. They kind of get a lot of blowback for that because everyone's like, oh, why are you in California? We're supposed to be, you know, pushing back against all these people who hate us and everything. And they're like, okay, well, first of all, we live here. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, uh, what's his name? Oh, um, Michael Schellenberger is one of those people still in California. 
Um, Steve Hilton is also in California and there are people there who are staying and fighting. And I have to say, I kind of admire that. Like if you want to keep up on what's going on in Oregon, I think it's Oregon. No, it's Seattle. Forgive me. He's up in Seattle, but Jason Rance is in Seattle and he's conservative as well. And he's pushing back on all this stuff. You have to push back where you are. Okay. So it's not actually a viable solution to just retreat into the countryside. It's just not, especially not if the conditions aren't such that, you know, buying land is conceivable for you, especially if you don't have the money to do that because the economy is really bad. And you can look at what happens when you live out in the middle of nowhere, like in California, and now they're buried in snow and they're going to be stuck there for another week. So I really, my heart goes out to them and I really, really hope that they're prepared for this kind of thing because you need water in case your water line breaks, in case you don't have access to water, maybe even from your own well. You need wood to burn for fire or you need wood chips to make sure that your stove is functioning. You need food to keep sure, keep, to make sure that your family is healthy and safe. You need all kinds of stuff to make sure that you're going to be able to live sustainably in the wild if you do choose to flee a city. But I will restate that I don't think that fleeing cities, I don't think that retreating is how we win the culture war. And I can't believe it took me to say that. I don't really think I've heard anybody else say that. I heard, a, I have heard a lot. Trust me, I used to work with Tim Pool. I've heard a lot of get out of cities, flee the cities, get out of the cities. That strikes me as retreat. It strikes me as giving up ground, giving up, literally giving up our cultural centers because we don't want to be there anymore. It's icky. It smells bad. Oh, it's yucky. People don't like us there. Well, guess what? Now the left owns those cultural cities. You want to fight a culture war? Be where the culture is, period. I'm sorry. I know it's not nice. It turns out that we're going into some hard times that are going to make some strong men. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the cycle of civilization. It just makes me mad to hear people talking constantly about getting out of cities when this is literally just seeding ground to the left. Not the way forward. Not if we want to win. JB says it was so nice till the 80s when California invaded. Ah, yes, it's always a problem. That's actually what happened in California or Colorado as well. Hero 92694Able says, so the greater Idaho thing is not going to work. I just heard the president of the new California movement also agree it's not going to work. Yes. So they've been going back and forth about greater Idaho for a really long time, like since the 40s, I think. I'm not convinced it's ever going to work. Unfortunately, it would be nice, but... Again, we just have to bloom where we're planted. We have to push back wherever we are. We have to fight whatever battle we're given. It's like you have to take whatever hand of cards you're dealt in life. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Just fight where you are. Take it away. Andy says, I slipped on my Murray Rothbard status over in the back there. Oh my goodness. Very dangerous. I'm sorry about that, sir. Hero92 says, I hate that. So many people chose California as the worst in governance. Yeah, they're really close. They're really bad. I feel like Oregon gets less press than California does, but they're both really bad. Paul says, good, good. Hope you and Andy are well. We are doing great. Thank you so much. Dip and Dot are great as well. They are bickering as always. Zach says, Oregon and Washington are commie central. Yes, and I'm not entirely sure why. Do you guys remember the Evergreen College takeover? When a bunch of commies just ran roughshod over the college campus and they basically took it over from the president himself. Like it was wild stuff. It feels like the grownups really aren't in control in that part of the Northwest. Crazy. Guacamole Man says Governor Gruesome. Yeah, I agree. JB says Sour Patch has the short version. The full story is longer than appropriate for a chat. Yes, I completely understand because as I said earlier, the same thing happened in Colorado, unfortunately. Andy says the senator's job is to represent the state's interests in Washington. The governor's job is to run the state. Yeah. Yeah. So when Newsom left, Democrats said nothing. But Ted Cruz still gets flack for having gone on vacation at a poorly timed juncture. Crazy. But we know they're hypocrites. Everybody Smile says Ted Cruz only fled that ice storm because it's been prophesied that he will be slaughtered by a clan of Eskimos. Oh, that explains a lot. Hero92 says, Lydia, we in California for the agriculture and food. I agree. I know. I'm not saying that we should cut them off altogether. I'm just saying if they did naturally happen to slide off into the ocean, I would not be sad. Not at all. They're a terrible influence on this country. But to be fair, they are a predictor of where the country is going to be in just a few years. So I guess that's good. 
Lori says it's snowing here again. Oh gosh, stay safe for sure. I hope you are prepared. Kanye Ron says Larry Elder is in California too. That's right. He is. I remember that. Yeah. PragerU is still in LA. Yeah. Daily Wire left for sure. But PragerU, yeah, just hanging on. I, I understand. I understand fighting where you are. And I also understand wanting to leave to less hostile territory. There is merit to both arguments. I just don't think that our male leaders should be saying, you know what you should do is retreat. You should retreat. Just run away. That feels to me like controlled opposition. I don't like it. That's not the masculine thing to do. And he says, stay and fight on the front lines if you can. That's right. Everybody smiles, says once California detaches and floats away into the sea, we can use it as a new giant Alcatraz. There you go. There you go. That's the real Australia of uh, North America. Snake Pliskin 2028. Thank you, Andy. Yes, of course. Fighting is a losing battle. Fighting a losing battle. Respect. Are we fighting a losing battle? I don't know. I find that to be something of a self-fulfilling prophecy. You call it a losing battle, you fight accordingly. Fine. You want to lose? Peace out. I don't intend to lose. I have a family depending on me, and I'm not going to. Not going to see it an inch. Hero says, I hate Gavin Newsom. Many such cases. Actually, you know what I said? I also said I don't retreat because that's a foolish thing, but no one listens to me, and they get out of the cities. Say, get out of the cities, get out of the cities. Yes. It's very boring, very repetitive. Everybody smiles, says, but I hate cities. That's fine. I was raised in the country. I love the country too. I like having a little space around me. But as I said earlier, the city is where the culture is. You want to fight a culture war? You fight in the city. Unfortunately, username says, I hadn't thought about staying in cities the way you posited. Tim always annoys me with the leaving city stuff because my family cannot because we are contracted to stay for another 18 months. Some people can't effing leave the city. I'm sorry. And it's not a case of, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Give up everything and leave. Some people can't, especially if you have aging parents or a sick family member who needs the city's hospital. You can't leave. Otherwise, your family member might actually die. Like that's something that people should take into account seriously. Cities also have healthcare services. They have support systems for like handicapped and disabled family members. This is not something that you can take for granted. And one size certainly does not fit all. And he says, it's a statue behind you. Babe, you need to wear your glasses. It's a statue behind me. Is it a statue behind me? Oh, yeah, look at that. I see him there. I thought you dropped something out there and you're like, oh, sorry for the noise or whatever. I see you snuck in Murray Rothbard behind me. See, there he is right beside me and Andy's wedding picture. One of them. We got some more. I have to say, we ordered photo prints from Amazon.com. They are great. They're literally like from a professional photo studio. Like they're matte. They're really, really nice. They're high quality. You can see everything and they're really, really well like oriented. Um, sometimes when you print with Walgreens or whatever, it's very, very difficult to get them oriented properly. Make sure you don't say anything too collectivist or statist. That's right. Murray Rothbard is watching me. Gotta be aware. Username says Daily Wire was smart with moving to Nashville, though, because they're helping prevent the progressivism invading the city from these failed states. That's right. The Daily Wire is doing amazing things over in Nashville, and they're getting stuff passed, which is honestly good for them. Very impressed by Matt Walsh and all the guys over there. All right, I'll quit rambling. This is from uh, Tulsi Gabbard, whom I respect and admire. They think they're God. Tulsi Gabbard says of people trying to arrest race us as women. Couldn't agree more. Former Democrat presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard condemned certain powerful elements in the moderate Democratic Party, telling modern, excuse me, not moderate, telling the Daily Signal on Friday that some Democrats undermine Americans' God-given rights and weaponize federal agencies against the very people they're supposed to be serving. That's right. Like the FBI versus the Catholic Church via the SPLC. The notion that biological males are truly women if they claim to identify that way is insane on its face, the former Democrat part, former Democrat said in an interview with the Daily Signal at the Conservative Political Action Conference outside DC. Anyone who has common sense recognizes the insanity of what is happening before our very eyes, she said. Yet the transgender movement also reveals a deeper problem that people in positions of power deny that there is such a thing as objective truth, such as the difference biological difference between a male and a female. 
She warned that some powerful people deem themselves an arbiter of what is true and what is not, which leaves no guardrails on American society. We have no floor and no ceiling if there is no such thing as truth, and the only truth that exists is whatever the people in power say it is. That's right. That's called postmodernism. This points to the dangerous path of where this ideology leads us, going far beyond the trans ideology and the erasure of women that we're seeing in our society right now, and it should be concerning to everyone. Because they think they're God, and they think that they're the ones who get to determine what is true and what is not. And I just have to pause right there and say that as the party that thinks that they have the right to say who lives and dies, as in abortion, as in assisted suicide... This is exactly in line with what they think. They think that they are God. They have removed the Judeo-Christian God completely from the picture, and they have inserted themselves in his place. And let me tell you right now that the Christian Bible has a lot to say about mocking God. I don't know what's going to happen, but I will say that God burned a city to the ground for stuff just like that. Gabbard rejected the Democratic Party due to this ideology and this abuse of power, she said. The party President Biden is wildly out of touch with the people in this country with the Democratic Party that I joined 20 years ago. An elite cabal of warmongers controls the party, and they are intent on undermining our God-given rights and freedoms that are enshrined in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They're rejecting the reality of objective truth and biology and trying to erase us as women as an entire category of people undermining the rule of law. She's entirely correct, of course. This is part of the reason that she is such a role model of mine. Now, speaking of the trans movement, I came across this from the post-millennial, whom I, who, uh, whom I am using a lot of this evening because they have a great selection of articles. All ages drag show at Massachusetts Brewery, quote, won't be censored for the kiddos. We're going to read the Facebook post. A brewery in Massachusetts is holding an all ages drag show that came with a warning that it won't be censored for the kids. The Castle Island Brewing Company, Brewing, I cannot read tonight, forgive me. The Castle Island Brewing Company is hosting an event with drag performer Cherry Lemonade on March 19th at the Norwood Tap Room. According to the brewery's Facebook page, the event is free and open to all, but may include adult language and themes that are not appropriate for all ages. Parental discretion is advised for anyone considering bringing kids. Okay, that's fine, that's fair. In a screenshot shared on Twitter by Libs of TikTok, the event descriptor says the show is free, open to all, won't be censored for the kiddos. This now appears to have been edited. Hmm, interesting. Let's see the original screenshot from Libs of TikTok, whom we appreciate. Following the, festi- following the festivities on Saturday, Cherry Lemonade is joining us once again at the Norwood Tap Room for a dazzling show starting at 3 p.m. She's a multi-talented comedian, she dancer and singer who always puts on a show for the CIBC crew. The show is free and open to all. Won't be censored for the kiddos. Reserve a room, uh, a table on Resi today. So to me, I got to be honest, this just sounds like they're giving you fair warning that if you do choose to bring your kids to this, it's not going to be censored. So maybe you shouldn't. But let's see what the post-millennial concludes. It is events such as this that have led several Republican states to move to ban drag performances in public places. So that's what the Daily Wire is up to over in Nashville right now. They actually got a bill passed banning this kind of performance in places that might have children in them. In fact, let's look at the text of the law or let's look at the law for sure. Tennessee bill banning drag shows. Yes, love it. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee has signed a bill banning drag shows in public spaces, a measure that will likely force drag shows underground in Tennessee. Oh no. Other states across the country are proposing similar legislation. I mean, of course it would force them underground. If they can't be in public, then they would have to be in private. I mean, those are the options. Other states across the country are proposing similar legislation. Lee gave his signature just hours after the measure passed the Senate Thursday afternoon. Good. 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 Yeah, so anything in public places, they're banning. So hopefully other states will do that as well. Although since we are talking about Massachusetts here, I am sure that this will not be the case there anytime soon. But on the topic, since we're mentioning it, California LGBTQ Democrat lawmaker fights for right of drag queens to read to kids in public libraries. So this is our favorite Supervillain Scott Weiner, whom we may recall from City Journal's article by Abigail Schreier, 
Predator's Paradise, which we read in full a little while ago, talking about all the damage that he's done to the state. For example, he made punishments lesser for sex offenders. He made it so that people could not be in trouble for failing to disclose to their partners that they had HIV or AIDS before having relations with them. And he also made it less less of a crime for adult men to violate their child partners in very specific ways, like extremely specific in ways that were clearly designed to protect gay men who had been grooming child partners. So this is who we're talking about, Scott Wiener. This is the bill he's pushing most recently. California Senator Scott Wiener demonstrated his solidarity with the San Francisco drag community by attending a Night of Ideas event in the San Francisco Public Library in celebration of drag queens and gender themes books, because of course he did. Of course he did. So California Senator Scott Wiener demonstrated his solidarity, okay, in celebration of drag queens, as well as giving his support for a newly launched SFPL Drag Laureate program. What is that? He tweeted photographs of himself at the Night of Ideas event on Saturday in the company of drag performer Juanita Moore, a local drag legend. As more and more states ban books and drag queens, we're celebrating both at San Francisco Public Library's Night of Ideas, said Wiener. Goodness gracious. The California Democratic Senator is referring to legislation in several Republican states that seek to ban drag performances in public areas where children could be present, as well as a push to get sexually explicit books off the shelves at school libraries. So that's what Tennessee is doing, and that's what Florida is doing. And Gay Chapman says, no, we just think drag queens should be performing adult entertainment in clubs and stay the heck away from our children. So this has been a pretty consistent line from conservatives. You could perform drag. At an adult club behind a barrier to entry that says you must be over 18 to be in here. Really, really simple. But this is not good enough for Scott Wiener, who thinks that drag queens absolutely should be reading to your children. They should be gyrating for them at Drag Queen Story Hour. And he's completely fine with this. He thinks it's a great thing. He's more than just okay with this. He is pushing for it. And... I think that he also was the one behind making California a um, sanctuary state for trans kids, like effectively removing them from their parents and turning them into like guardians of the state or wardens of the state. Goodness, he's getting ratioed to heck. Wow. He has 484 likes on this and 2005 comments. So he made similar comments the other day. Over Michael Knowles, also the Daily Wire, that got him similarly ratioed. So I feel like he should maybe stop tweeting because he keeps getting like smacked down. And this person points out this San Francisco library that advocates advocates murdering women. Here is an axe that has the trans flag wrapped around it. That's so nice. Here we have baseball bats in all the various colors of the sexualities, blah, 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 whatever they are. And here we have bloodied shirts. I punch turfs. Your apathy is killing us. And I punch turfs. California is truly lost. This is why I'm saying I kind of wish that they would just break off and float into the ocean because they are utterly ridiculous. They really put this out in a public library. Yep. I think it's called Antifa art. Crazy. Someone else says, OMG, I bow to the women fighting in Northern California. You want to be brave. You want to be strong. You stay and live in a city like this and continue to fight for the ideals that you believe are true. This is scary stuff. Like we are, like I said earlier, we are going into the hard times that are going to make strong men. I was telling Andy about this the other day. Honestly, um, these hard times are going to make our children, especially very strong people and I think that's a good thing, but it's not going to be fun and it's not going to be easy for a little while. So I'm going to start wrapping it up here because my voice is starting to give out a little bit, but I just wanted to bring Scott Wiener once again, unfortunately, to your attention because he is once again up to his old tricks. He does strike me as a Mephistophelian. Let me see if I'm getting this right. Mephistopheles. He's the guy from Cats, right? He is known as Mephisto. He is a demon featured in German folklore. 
originally appeared in literature as a demon in the Faust legend. That's right. Since became a stock character appearing in other works of arts and popular culture. Yeah, so he was a demon. And I am more and more convinced of the play of demonic entities and human undertakings. And you can call me crazy if you want. I was raised in the Christian church, but it was a very conservative church where they really didn't believe much in that kind of thing because it was kind of scandalous. But there are certainly spiritual elements at work here. And I certainly don't think that this is all humans doing. It's definitely inspired by some terrible dark things. Let's see what you guys are thinking. You are welcome to disagree with me if you so desire. That's just what I've observed lately. I am what I am, says drag shows are for adults, not children. What's next? Corn performances for children. I'm assuming you don't mean corn. How far before people say enough? People are very much saying enough to the drag performances for kids, but they keep pushing it. They just keep pushing it. It's wild. Hero 92 says they crossed a line that should not have been crossed. So sorry, not sorry. All that needs to be banned. All drag shows need to be banned. I'm inclined to agree. Um, for a long time there, and I was actually arguing with Andy about this the other day because we talk about all this stuff constantly, but I was like, you know what? Republicans were really, really libertarian for a really long time. They said, we don't really care what you do. Just keep it behind closed doors. Do your own thing. Now, what you do in your free time has become stripping, functionally, gyrating naked, basically, in front of toddlers at a drag show, at a drag queen story hour. And that's kind of the natural outcropping of just being like, all right, do whatever you want. We're not going to stop you. It's okay. No, love whoever you want to love. Just don't make us accept you for it or whatever. Well, they're not taking that for an answer anymore. They are continuing to push further and further left. And we're just kind of like, no, no. Okay. Maybe a little, maybe a little bit more. Okay. That's fine, but not this thing. And it's just, we're just keep losing. We just keep losing. And if we don't change the way we do things, like the way the Daily Wire is changing the way we do things, we're going to keep losing. We're going to lose our entire culture and the world is going to be worse for our children and they are going to actively attempt to trans our children, which is pretty much everyone in good face, worst nightmare. Honestly, it's not okay. All right, you guys, it is a slippery slope says I am what I am. Drag nowhere near children, 100%. Andy says they really want us to think that it's all drag shows for kids are for kids are. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Everybody Smile says Scott gives a bad name to all wieners. Yes, it's very, he's very fittingly named and his head is exactly the shape that I would assume that somebody of his inclinations uh, head would be shaped. That didn't make sense, but you know what I mean. He looks exactly what you think you'd look. JB says, I wanted a sword cane since I'm good with a sword and use a cane to walk, but it's illegal. So I got a nine millimeter instead. Go figure. Hmm, too bad. Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Yes. So Mistopheles was actually a demon from German folklore. It turns out nine millimeter for the win. That's correct for sure. Uh, Papa Sarge says, yep. The world, the flesh and the devil are the big three enemies. Yeah, for sure. Wake Up Waverly says, A Winter's Tale is kind of like that. Demons control certain parts of the cities and world. Not the worst movie. Interesting. Have to check it out. Andy says, Republicans were really libertarian. LOL. They were more, I'm not saying they were actually fully libertarian. They were just more libertarian than they should have been. You need to have libertarians and then you need to have people on the right and then you need to have people on the left to have a fully balanced political spectrum. You need people on the right to never give up any ground and you need people on the left to know what the limits are and to know that the right is going to push back. Now, libertarians can be fully accepting of the left and of the right. That's great. They should do whatever they think is fit. They should push liberty for everyone. I think that's the perfect situation for them to be in is just to try to make sure that everyone has the maximum amount of liberty. But Republicans thought it would be a good idea to take a little bit out of the libertarian leaning pile and say, okay, well, we're just going to let the left walk over us, but just a little bit, just this way. That has not ended well. That's put us where we are now. I'm convinced. <laughs> Andy says, Murray, have mer mercy. Zach says, leave the cities. Don't be a troll, Zach. Stuart, thank you so much for your super chat. Treats for dip and dot. Thank you. I appreciate it. And he says, I am the spectrum. He is indeed. Geo85 says, Christians unite. If you say so, I don't consider myself Christian. I haven't for decades. 
Oregon is Antifa boot camp. Yep, that's correct. All right. Well, tonight's show hasn't been super uplifting, but it is Monday. Always a little bit of a downer, unfortunately. Hopefully tomorrow we'll have better news for our Good News Tuesday. Really trying to bring that back. I think that we will... I don't know what we're going to do next. We have big plans though for sure. We are probably going to move the studio to a different room that we have currently cleaned out. We need to get a really good rug to make sure we have the proper soundproofing um, and everything. And it's going to be really nice. I think it's going to be a great upgrade from over here, but I do want to keep these bookshelves. I think they're beautiful and I love being able to have the pictures on the top. I think that's really fun. Although my Sour Patch Lid sign is being obscured by Murray Rothbard's head. And by that picture of me and Andy. So I'll have to see if I can move that a little bit for sure. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate every single one of you. Hopefully you are having a good day. Hopefully you had a productive weekend. St. Miles, thank you for your super chat. I do appreciate that. Mr. JP, what are you doing? What's up, Lids? I'm about to leave. So go back in time or wait until I upload this audio to all podcast platforms. You can listen to it there. Andy says, like, comment, share, and subscribe unless you hate America. That's right. That is the rule. Stuart says, thanks, lovely people. All right, you guys, thank you so much. I will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Hopefully you will have a good night. See you all next time. Until then, bye guys. How's it going?